What's up, Patriots? Happy Friday, Junior, and welcome back for another episode of Unfiltered American. I'm your host, Kaylin Britton, and today we are getting into it. <laughs> so we've had quite a bit happen since the last episode. We've got Fraudy Fauci's email leak, details on hydrochloroquine's potential effectiveness, Trump's putting together Save America rallies, and now new information is finally coming to light about what may or may not have happened on January 6th at the Capitol. So we've got a lineup today, that's for sure. Um, Today's episode is going to be a little bit longer, and we'll probably end up having to break this up into two parts or revisit these topics, but the most important part of this episode is January 6th. As many of you know, individuals present at the Capitol on January 6th are now facing criminal charges, many of which are unfair and very unjust. So about two or three weeks ago, I had the pleasure of speaking with J.D. Rivera from Pensacola Beach, Florida, whose entire purpose of being in D.C. was to document the day for the American people. Unfortunately... Upon his arrival back into the Sunshine State, J.D. was arrested. His equipment was taken into custody for evidence. And now he is facing a drawn-on court hearing. I mean, it's just one court hearing after another and another. Um, So he's going to give us his firsthand account of the day, who he thinks was behind the violence, and what his life has looked like since. So stay tuned. We'll get to it. Before we get into that, I want to touch on a few things, particularly the Fauci emails. So luckily for the American people, Hillary Clinton never showed her friend Anthony Fauci how to delete. So they are now front and center for all of the world to read. And if you haven't been reading them, you need to. You need to stop what you're doing. I'll wait. Get online. can put it into any search engine and you will find PDF after PDF after PDF of this man and his just absolute inconsistency, his and honestly, you're going to read these emails. And if you're anything like me, you're probably going to go. Ugh. I mean, the way that some of these people are praising him and acting as if he's God's greatest gift to mankind. It's pretty corny. But the point being, this man is inconsistent. He flip flops on the mask. He flip flops on the, the potential medication. He even has an email that says, yes, you have identified the symptoms, but you misdiagnosed the root cause. We'll get into that shortly. So one of the first emails that I want to talk about, it's probably one of the more uh, popular emails that are being or of the emails being circulated on the Internet. But some of the information is redacted, but it says, Tony, I am traveling to redacted. Folks are suggesting I take a mask to the airport. Is this something I should do? The next morning, Dr. Fauci replies to her and says, hmm, Masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading the infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected from acquiring the infection. I'm going to let that sink in for a second and I'm going to read it again. Masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading the infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring the infection. So my initial question to that, my initial reaction is, one, that doesn't really make any sense. Two, you made people stay home from work, locked down in their homes. They couldn't go to the grocery store in some places. They couldn't go outside their houses without getting fined or ticketed. And yet the virus still spread. So your mask mandate 
and your home lockdowns did not work. They were ineffective. Who the hell is Dr. Fauci to tell people, hey man, you can't open up your business doors. Yeah, I know you spent your entire life savings or your entire life's work creating this business, but you're going to have to cut your workforce or you're just going to have to shut your doors completely. He ignored the signs that hydrochloroquine could be a potential medication to prevent the spread, to save Americans and even foreigners' lives. All because Donald Trump said it could work. Not to mention, this man knew that there was a lab in China working to develop a strand of the COVID virus. Okay, They were working on a man-made strand in a lab. So all of those conspiracy theorists that were sitting there trying to tell everyone, no, guys, no, guys, there is a lab out there responsible for this leak. And they were told they were crazy. They are owed an apology. And I'd really like to hear one from Fauci first. But they were even working years ago on a vaccine to help cure the COVID-19 virus. Dan Bongino gets into a little bit more detail than I will on this. He's got a whole entire three-part episode talking specifically about this. But you guys, we have been lied to. The American people and the world have been lied to. I think most of you guys knew that already, but if you've ever wanted to tell your friends, hey guys, I told you so, now's the time. Go pull up these emails. Go pull up these documents that are floating all over the, the internet. And show it to them. And then ask for them to apologize, because come on. Oh, and by the way, guys, while millions of Americans were losing their jobs and hundreds and thousands of people were dying, Fauci was working out the details with National Geographic and Disney for a documentary about his life. So while you guys didn't know where your next paycheck was going to come from, homeboy's out here profiting off of your suffering. Now, if you're not following Marjorie Greene's uh, Fire Fauci Act, you need to now. I mean, this woman, she is doing God's work out there in Congress. So let me play this quick clip for you all. Thank you for coming, everyone. This This is an important issue that we need to talk. The American people have endured terrible things over the past year due to the shutdowns from COVID-19. And I'm very proud to sponsor the Fire Fauci Act, and I'm grateful to my colleagues here for co-sponsoring this bill because the American people deserve answers. The Fire Fauci Act will bring Dr. Fauci's salary down to zero and also will require the Senate to confirm someone to fill his position. You see, Dr. Fauci was not elected by the American people. He was not chosen to guide our economy. He was not chosen to rule over parents and their children's education. But yet, Dr. Fauci very much controlled our lives for the past year. Dr. Fauci, there is a lot of information that needs to come out on him. And as you all have seen with the emails that came out, that he owes the American people a lot of answers, but he also owes the world a lot of answers. These are emails that are very important that you all need to make sure that you're sharing with the public because the public has suffered greatly. Guys, just doing God's work out there. 
I mean, come on. We need more politicians like her willing to speak up for the American people and hold corrupt individuals accountable. This woman cannot be bought. She does not falter to the left. She does not fall into the trap that the woke mob tries to set for her every time she speaks or every time there is a new headline out. She just doesn't do it. She doesn't mess around. Just like Donald Trump. So Daddy Don is back, guys. Donald Trump will be launching a uh, Save America rally. The very first one will be June 26 in Ohio. So you should go. I think it's a great way to show the world that we are not happy with the current administration. We don't agree with the falsified election results. And that's what I'm going to call them until proven otherwise. But the last Save America march that we saw took place January 6th at the Capitol. And we saw firsthand what a shit show that turned into and fast. So if you go, I think people need to be aware that there's a possibility for that. You know, there are going to be counter protesters who are going to incite violence and are going to try to get you to react. Don't give it to them. Do not give them what they want. Okay, but go, go show the Trump family and this great president who did so much for this country, how much you appreciate him and how much we want him back. Do I think he'll run again? I don't know. I think he should. We'll see. But speaking of January 6th, As I mentioned in the introduction, I sat down with J.D. Rivera, who offered me his firsthand account of what exactly happened January 6, 2020 at the Capitol. Hey, thank you. So, yeah, I go by J.D. My my uh, alias is Chicano Patriot. Everybody knows me as Chicano Patriot. I was born and raised in California, so that's where Chicano comes from. Uh, People who live in Texas, you might you might hear it. Texas (laughs) is definitely a place where you'll hear Chicano a lot. Um, but yeah, I was, I was there. I was there January 6th. I, here's, here's the, the crazy part. People, people assumed immediately because of how open I was and how much I supported president Trump during the entire thing that I was kind of people that I know from my hometown right. were literally telling people that I was part of the plan at what happened at the Capitol. They literally told people that we picked people up. We drove a bus down there, picked people up the whole. They've been telling so many stories. I was like, you guys are kidding. This is ridiculous. So the the main reason why I went to the Capitol after after everything happened and we found out that 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 Biden, you know, won the election, you know, won, quote unquote, the election. Right. um, (laughs) I heard that there was going to be another rally in D.C. and Trump was going to be there. And I, I, I was just like, look, this is my last opportunity to see Trump out here to be around all these patriots, you know, another rally to be around all these awesome conservative, uh, you know, I- influencers and so on and so forth. So I was like, I got to go out here. I'm going to get some great footage. That's what I do. I get footage. I'm a, do- I'm a documentarian. I document stuff, you know. Um, so I went. We I got there on the 5th. We had this. There was this great rally the, the night before. A uh, lot of good conservatives. Roger Stone, all those crazy people were there. Alex Jones, you know, the big, the big hypes. Uh, they were all there. I didn't get to talk to any of them. But that's the kind of uh, kind of crowd we're talking about. So you know those people yeah, there, big names were there. You know all of that. Um, so it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I and I, you know I met up with with a few people. Um, the next day, went out, started doing some more filming of what was going on, which was crazy. People don't know and understand how diverse of of the population of the world that loved President Trump. Like yeah. when I was filming the, the the stuff that I was getting, you had. They had like many parades, Chinese Americans for Trump, uh, Hispanics for Trump, 
I, like you name it, Koreans. Right. There was all these cool little small parades just going up and down. You know, hundred people in a parade, in their own little parade, waving their flags for Trump. So I was capturing this stuff, and I was just like, "This is amazing." There were so many people there that once they closed off the fence to get into the actual area where where the speakers were, people mm-hmm. were climbing the trees, <laughs> sitting in the trees to watch because it was just full. It was it was you know, as we say in the military, nut to butt, you know, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, it was crazy. It was just amazing seeing how many people were there supporting it. Um, uh, I, I didn't see a lot of craziness prior to what happened actually at the Capitol. So when, when prior yeah. to the prior to the actual event that ha- that took place, did you hear people talking about getting violent or any crazy hysterical plan to cause a scene or get violent? You know make a bigger statement aside from like, we're here for Trump. <clears throat> no. Uh, the, again, when I, when I got there, I honestly thought that the footage I was going to get was going to be like BLM and Antifa acting yeah. a fool because yeah. they've done it at every rally. The, right. At, at every rally I've been to Antifa and BLM where they're acting a fool. And I was just like, this is going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of MAGA supporters, Trump supporters. This is going to be some crazy stuff to get on camera and I'm going to be there to fun. capture, you know? So um, that was just, that's what I thought was going to happen. That didn't happen. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but you know, there there were there were times the day before and the day of where I saw individuals walking around, you know, fully bought, you know, fully fully uh, armored up gear, whatnot, right. you know, masks on, completely covered up. And now, to me, I was just like, nah, those people were those people aren't here for a good time. Like they're they're here for something else. For me, immediately, any I told I told my wife because she was there with me. I said, if you see anybody who's masked up, they're probably not a Trump supporter or a bad right. person. Um, you know, the likelihood. I mean, it, it's possible we have that small percentage of people who, who go with we it. Um, I know there's people that are out there just like, please mask up because they're older. But mm-hmm. when they're young folks, you know, forty and under, teenage looking, and they're masked up and goggled up, uh, you, you can tell wow. they're not there for a good reason. They're not there for the same reason that us patriots were there. Actually, the night before, um, there was a young kid that was completely geared up. Uh, he was wearing a backwards MAGA hat, a Trump hat, and I just kept watching him. And he was by himself, and I got him on my film, but he just kept walking around doing things. He wasn't with anybody. So, and that was another thing. If if you saw anybody just all geared up walking around by themselves, that was a little fishy, you yeah. Know, because most people were there in a crowd with their friends. Yes. I mean, in a group, some type, some type of group, whether it was two or three people, but it was still a group. When you see these people walking around with masks and all sorts of stuff on, it, it just kind of got a little weird. So I, I went to security and I said, hey, look, this guy's acting a little weird. Um, he's just kind of all over the place. He's by himself. He keeps looking around. So just check on him. Mind you, by the end of the night, the dude was arrested. The same okay. dude that I told him about was arrested because he was trying to start stuff with people inside uh, the rally on the fifth, it didn't go. It didn't happen because it got stopped immediately. Like everybody who started seeing it, we're just like, we got to get this guy out of here. He's not here for the same reason. What so do you got- mean by starting things? Like, do you think he was trying to antagonize Trump supporters? No, absolutely. Absolutely. You can hear him yelling and stuff uh, towards the end of the night, but that's when, you know, the crowd kind of dispersed, let the security do their thing. And, you know, uh, you had national guard and police were there as well. And the kid was out immediately. I want to ask about that because you know, it's so hard with all of the different bits of information just flying out, just kind of randomly as things were happening. 
there were a lot of people saying, okay, well, Antifa was there. They were like these lone wolves or insurgents, whatever you want to call them. And their way of communicating with one another or identifying with one another was the backwards MAGA hat. So, I mean, do you feel being that you were there firsthand experience, do you think that that was the case? Oh, no, I guarantee you there was Antifa guys there. And I saw that. I heard about that. Um, that's actually when I saw that post, that's why I was really vigilant about this kid. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. that dude is dressed up exactly the way that they said that the potential was going to happen. You can't always believe everything that's read out there. Sometimes they throw stuff out there just to kind of throw you off guard, just to start right. because there were, there were actual MAGA supporters out there dressed the same way as what they said. These, these Antifa guys were now here's the thing though. I can't, I cannot say that they were Antifa. I know we keep saying it, but I can't say they were. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know. You know, they didn't have any type of symbols or something that said they were Antifa. Once they were arrested and taken away, you know, the, the, the individuals who kept starting stuff, once they were taken away, that was it. We kind of just went back to our own thing. weren't stressing it too much. Um, however, do I think they were there? Absolutely. Do I think, B, do, do I think BLM was there? I know for a fact they were. Those are people I saw. The, the Antifa portion of it. So, you know, John Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Okay. John Sullivan was a BLM activist. BLM actually hates John Sullivan because John Sullivan was using BLM to, uh, for, for monetary reasons. He was using right. their platform to gain, to gain money. They're like, Most we can't stand it. Yeah. We're like, BLM straight up said, we can't stand the dude. Well, I've talked to John Sullivan. I've talked to him uh, on another podcast. And I can tell you, this dude knows everything about being a Marxist. Really? This dude was all about, every time he was talking, you can tell that he was all supporting of Antifa without saying, I support Antifa. Because anytime we talked about it, he's like, well, you got to understand, these guys are blah, blah, blah. You got to understand, these guys, nah, dude. And I had to tell him, me and you are not the same, bud. We are not the same. I was there to document something that was going on. You were there to cause trouble. You actually said some stuff about pulling out our president out of the White House. So me and you aren't the same. And it it took took so much out of me. Like my blood was boiling and I wanted to say so much to him because he was there for all that. And I've I've watched all the crap and I couldn't stand the dude. And a lot of people can't. Um, But because I was on a buddy's podcast of mine, I was just like, (laughs) I I held my tongue because it was, you know, I was trying to be, uh, explain what happened at the Capitol without, you know, going off on this dude getting into an argument yeah but uh knowing knowing for a fact well sure enough as we're at lunch mind you we're probably we're probably there at lunch maybe 30 45 minutes um and i'm with a group of people good group of people and we all start getting text messages everything they're calling us yo crazy stuff's going on the capitol they're they're charging the capitol and i was just like looked at my wife and i said look i came here to document whatever happens if I don't go to the Capitol and document this, I'm going to hate myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be in, in, in the, in the, in the trouble that I'm in right now. I didn't think no. that. I, I went there literally to document what happened. And so everybody, not just Trump supporters, I wanted everybody to see what was actually going on right. because so much in the, in the history of Trump, which isn't that long, you have Trump supporters and then you have the MAGA followers, two different types of people, right? People honestly don't think, well, you can't be a Trump supporter or a MAGA supporter and do no wrong or do no harm. No, that's, that's not how it works. I've dealt with racist Trump supporters. Okay. Yeah. Exist. Dealt with racist Biden supporters. Not right. Or, I can't even say Biden supporters, Trump haters. They just, nobody it, likes Biden. Right. Right. Um, it's just anti-Trump. Yeah. It's anti-Trump. I've, I've dealt with them on both sides. I've dealt with ignorant people on both sides. Okay. Even yeah. at the rally, I dealt with ignorant people, like people saying some stupid, ridiculous things. And I'm just like, look, we're all here to have a good time. You know, calm down. You you could tell you could tell who these people were. But right. um, with that being said, 
when I got to the Capitol and saw what was going on, it was already kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. I got to a spot where I was standing up. So you got the, I think I was in the backside of the Capitol. I don't really understand the, the geography of it all. Um, it's confusing. That was the first time I went to DC. So um, I was, you know, what, what a day what to a be welcome. in DC, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a welcome and a goodbye, basically. Yeah, you can but, come back. <laughs> so I'm the, I guess it's the backside of the Capitol is where I was, where all that stuff happened. You know, where they were climbing the wall and all that stuff? Yes. Okay, I was yeah. on that side. So um, where they started going up the steps, there's like this little brick wall that I was standing on. And I was just recording with my camera everything that was happening. I was I was recording on my on my live on Facebook. Every time I was able to go live, I was live. And I was capturing stuff that a lot of people weren't seeing. Mind you, it was a lot of the uh, police officers uh, shooting people with the, with the, you know, the shotgun pellets and yeah. smoke grenades. Uh, I even got a couple officers who were sitting there going like, come on, motherfucker, come on, like antagonizing the crowd. And I even said it on my live. I said, look at this. Look at this. He's antagonizing the crowd. He shouldn't be up there doing that. You know what I mean? Um, But mind you, you know, I've been permanently banned from Facebook and and Instagram because of what what all my stuff has, which a lot of people have that at the Capitol. But my video has evidence showing officers doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? But. We don't have it now because it was on my live. The FBI probably has it or Facebook has it, but. And what a slap in the face, because I feel like typically if you're conservative and typically if you voted for Trump or Trump supporter, nine out of 10 times you back the blue. And so I feel like with all the advocacy we do for police officers for, I I just feel like that's a major slap in the face. Well, it is. And you got to understand DC police are not like the rest of the patriotic police that we know. That's true. They're not DC police are literally DC police. When you think of DC, that's their that's their police. That's that's DC. Yeah, they, they're all about they're all about the criminals and antagonizing people and do stuff. They're not they're not solid people. They're not solid no, they're police not. officers. And I'm not saying all of them are, but that day I could tell you a lot of them weren't. A lot of yeah. them weren't. But a lot of them were. And um, you know, so once I once I got up. Uh, again, we were recording everything. It was a lot of people just walking around yelling, screaming, and then all of a sudden, you know more stuff got crazy. People started breaking through, breaking windows, uh, trying to kick in doors and all sorts of stuff. And I got all that on camera. got all that. Um, what people forget, like when I tell you there were Trump supporters, there doing that. There were Trump supporters. there doing that. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry to say it, but there were, uh, was there Antifa? I guarantee you there was BLM guarantee you there was, but here's the thing. People have to remember that mob mentality doesn't change. No mm. matter, no matter the culture, the race, it doesn't matter. All it took was someone like John Sullivan and his and his little group of people to start sitting there screaming, let's get in there, you know, take the Capitol. And, and a couple of people who are just off their hinge to be like, yeah. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then everybody follows suit. So for the most part, my video inside the Capitol shows that it wasn't as crazy as they made it out to be. Right. Okay? Um, it was literally a bunch of people walking around. Police officers literally just talking to people, um, directing people where to go. Nobody was breaking anything inside the Capitol. Nobody was tearing anything down. Nobody was burning stuff. Uh, I think the most I saw was a broken door that they tried to get into. Uh, but that was the first group of, of idiots that went in. And when I say that, that very first group of people, you know, the, the yeah. uh, what's his name? The QAnon, Shyamalan, Shyam, whatever. Yeah, with the fur him, and the Yeah, helmet. him, and, him and, and that like. 15, 20 group of guys, they were, they were something else. They were something completely different. I don't, I don't think they're, they're all breed. there. Yeah. They, I don't, I don't believe they're all there. And I know that Shyamalan guy is a big, 
Uh, he's actually a, a uh, he works in film. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. And wow. everything that I know about him, he's he's one of those people that's just like, look at me, look at me, look at me. So he'll do whatever the hell he he can to be. He wants that wow factor. He yeah. wants people to be to dig in and think more. And if he's and he's got ties to this whole Q mu- movement too. And so I mean that entire movement, I think, is very much so. Let's keep them on their toes. Let's maybe even yeah. distract them. I mean, okay, so the first wave of people go in, mm-hmm. and it was still not extremely violent. It wasn't violent. It was just kind of chaotic, but you still had police officers directing traffic. When you say directing traffic or directing people, what do you mean? Were you, were they directing them out like the other side, like leave or what do you mean? No, they weren't telling anybody to leave. They were literally like, Hey, just, just keep going that way. You can't go this way. So they would, they would be in specific areas and say, Hey, don't go this way. Just keep going that way. And nobody was just like, screw you. I'm, I'm breaking through. That was all outside, okay? Okay. The, the chaos was outside. And that was, uh, as crazy as it is, it, it, inside, um, when they first started, and again, in my video, you can see it, both mm-hmm. sides, when they first start trying to break into the doors, the police and everybody are, are shooting them, you know, pepper spray, gas, the whole works. Right. Most of it. It happened inside once um, with, with the big crowd. But it wasn't, it wasn't like this seven-hour thing that happens that happens at every BLM riot. Right. You know what I mean? No uh, one was locked was, inside a building and here, torched. Here's here's the here's the craziest part about it. Even I know we were talking about the QAnon guy, the QAnon mm-hmm. Shyamalan, whatever it is. Like I don't know what it is, but yeah. um, they even got him on camera. He they left, and they're like, "So why did you leave?" They're like, "Well, because President Trump asked us to leave. He told us wow. it's time to go home." Yeah. And people did. Yeah. People they stopped. Lived. A lot of people that stayed. Until the the ending of when the National Guard actually came in, the rest of Riot Patrol and all those guys came through, was just to see what's going on, to, to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But when they started pushing people out, people left. I was on both sides. Yeah. I saw. I was just like, you know, they were like, it's time to go. People were like, let's let's get out of here. You know, there was just a select group of people that wanted to wanted to aggravate the police officers and and all that other stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't as crazy. And I, I know it may have looked crazy, but of course it's going to look crazy when you have millions of people. I honestly think there was over a million people there. There had to have been. Look, I, I was on top. I was on top of the stairs of the Capitol. And I was filming all the way to the, the um, that what is that monument? The, um, no. I haven't been to D.C. probably since I my, forgot the name of the monument. I've built there right now. But anyways, where where we, where we where they had the actual speakers where Trump spoke? Yes, yes. Okay? I was able to record, and you could see that, mind you, the crowd in front of the Capitol completely full yeah not too but wasn't any space and it went all the way back to where they were speaking where the speakers were wow full the streets were full you can't tell me there wasn't you know about and 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 look it look it up everywhere you look they'll be like it was it was a couple hundred thousand no bullshit there ain't no way it was a couple hundred thousand people that is not a couple hundred thousand people no it's impossible to say and mind you the video and pictures that i got i didn't even show you what was in front of the capitol Right. You know what I'm saying the entire capital was completely overwhelmed with with Trump supporters and MAGA people and all sorts of stuff out there protesting and, and, and you know, dealing with the First Amendment rights. So right. they, they, they make it seem as if it was so little. But once that gets to the Capitol and, and, and all the record, all the all the all the media is showing you is the smoke and the bangs. Yeah. Well, guess what? That wasn't coming from the Trump supporters or MAGA people. No, that was coming from the Capitol Police. Right. They were the ones who started it. They were the ones who started going after people. I was there when people were screaming, 
at the police officers. Dude right. was on top of the thing shooting down at people. No reason to. They weren't trying to kick anything down. They weren't trying to do anything yet. But here's the thing. You agitate a crowd that's already pissed off. Guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, the, the and police officers. Go ahead. I'll say the police officers completely screwed up that entire day. They did. How many times? How many times on video do you see supporters up there screaming at them? Do your damn job. Right. This is your capital. Why are you not protecting it? Just standing there watching people do stupid stuff. Yeah. I get it. It was a huge crowd. I get it. But you guys aren't. You guys aren't even trying to do anything. You're not yeah. trying to block anything. You guys are standing around sporadically, not even in a line. A few times. You know what I'm saying, you see right. one or two random riot riot police officer walking around by themselves. Like, bro, what the hell is going on? Yeah. They're, I mean, it, it was definitely unorganized. I feel like, I feel like you experienced two polar opposites. You either had people who wanted police officers who were trying to agitate the crowd or some who just didn't give a shit. And that's when they were just standing there. And that's some of the videos I saw where people were leaving after everything had happened and screaming, like, why wouldn't you guys do anything? Like, and, and kind of back to what I said a few minutes ago, like, we defend you guys day in and day out. Like, why wouldn't you step in or why would you allow right. this to happen? And, and so again, it's not every police officer, you know, I interview no. a police officer in one of the upcoming episodes and a lot of my friends are law enforcement. So it, it was hard to watch. Yeah. The, the whole situation was just, it was just, it was crazy. Um, you know, I talked to a couple of police officers when I was inside and I was just like, Hey, you guys, you know, take care of yourself. Please be careful. This is getting crazy. And they said the same thing back to me. Hey, thank you very much. So I know it wasn't all of them. Um, there was a time where I heard somebody talking to, I heard, yeah, no, I heard somebody talking to one of the police officers asking, why, why are you guys not doing anything? And the officer straight up said, we were told to stand down. Wow. So Thank at this you. point now, so now at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, you guys aren't doing nothing. That's not your call. These police officers aren't doing the damn thing. They're being told not to do anything. What does that tell you? That, that tells you they wanted them. Whoever was in whoever was in charge or control of those police officers telling them to stand down means they wanted the individuals to get inside the Capitol to cause more chaos, to hopefully use this as a tool to impeach our president. Right. Yeah. Which didn't work. But again, how many riots have you been to or seen in the media where you see the rioters go in? Right. This is an insurrection that I was supposedly a part of. I, how many weapons were there? How many how many insurrections do you have you ever watched or witnessed where they're actually cleaning up after they're they're leaving? Right, exactly. None. You know what I'm saying? And again, I can't say that for every one of them. There were some jackasses that were in the crowd that caused right. some chaos, and they're they're locked up right now. They're 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 dealing with the law that they should be dealing with. But there's other individuals, like the individuals who are cleaning up in those pictures, that are facing the same charges I'm facing. Yeah. Walked into the Capitol, tried to respect it by cleaning up mm. the mess that certain individuals made and are now being considered a criminal and, and, and essentially enemy of the state. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's this is so damn ridiculous that this is going on. And I got some of that. Literally, I got footage of the police officers standing in a line, not doing a damn thing and people just walking up and down like 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 it was just a tourist attraction. Right. Right. So at what point did you leave? I, honestly, time frame, I don't know. I couldn't tell okay. you time frame. I, it was crazy outside. I got in, walked down, uh, went to the center hall. Uh -huh. I don't know what it's called. Again, first time in D.C. Um, saw some of that stuff going on. Got a little bit on the live. Got a little bit on my, on my camera. 
And then my wife calls me and she said, hey, um, she told me about Ashley Babbitt. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a name yet. She told me someone got shot. Someone died. I said, that's crazy. I'm not hearing anything. It doesn't seem chaotic out here right now. It, it's it's just Americans yelling USA and all that other stuff, right? Yeah. And she goes, well, I heard the National Guard's coming. And I said, okay, well, then I'm just going to get out of here because yeah. that means it's going to get crazy. It's time to go. So I, I did. I walked in, got footage, stood there probably 10, 15 minutes, maybe, maybe 20. Um, got everything I got and walked outside. And then I ended up filming everything I could on the on the other side, which was the left side of the Capitol, mm-hmm. or the right side of the Capitol, if you're looking at the front of it. Okay. Um, and, and watched all that. And then, you know, I uh, I made sure that I was back in my hotel room before that 6 o'clock curfew because I was just like, look, this is D.C. They're going to try to arrest us anyways. If I'm not back in, yep. this is an excuse for them to see somebody who's wearing Patriot gear. They're like, come with me, you know. And I was just like, I, I need to get back to my hotel room. So, um my whole my my video that I edited is about 14 minutes long from the time we got there, going up, going inside, getting out, and then showing mm-hmm. everything else. So I was probably there for about a good hour, hour and a half, I want to say, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I would literally have to go back and look at the video footage right. that okay. I don't have uh, <laughs> that, that they took from me uh, to check it out because I, I don't I don't know time frame wise. But I do know that my video is being used to show time frames of what did happen, what was to happen. So hopefully I'm hoping that my video helps individuals that are going through this, like myself, uh, to be let go or charges drop. You know? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I can't even imagine. So I want to talk about when you got home. So, I mean, this happened January 6th. And then when were you arrested? I mean, how did that January did 20th? It was crazy. Okay. So Look, pretty okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story and, and some people don't believe it. Well, not, I don't care. So <clears throat> on my way home, on my way home, January 7th, we were driving home. I got a phone call. Uh, me and my wife listened to the message and it was a local news station that I've been trying to get a job with as a cameraman. Right. And they're like, Hey, we really want you on our team. Found out you at the Capitol, blah, 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 blah. When you get back in, let's go ahead and get you prepared so we can get you on our team. Cause I've already had the interview prior to going right okay <clears throat> so i get back home doing all my stuff and um i'm working with like the head guy who's in charge of the camera the camera people in okay. my home town and he's just you know he's kind of taking me under his wing for you know first week i'm not i'm not hired yet he's just like this is what's going to happen this is how it works you know just give me the the rundown of how things are going is that normal in your industry uh i don't know i don't i've never done anything for a news station i just Again, I, I like being behind the camera and being a part of whatever's going on. So I, it's just like, this is perfect for me. Perfect okay. job for me. Um, I don't know, but he, they were all about it. So <clears throat> I turn in all my paperwork, do everything. And then, and then uh, they're like, yeah, the, the guy. And I believe the guy. I do believe the guy that, that was dealing with me. But every time I reach out to him, he's just like, bro, I don't know what's going on. He's like, let me get a hold of HR, find out. But every time he would call HR, they, he would come back to me like, oh, they're just waiting on your um, your background check. I'm like, okay, that's really weird. Yeah. I don't have anything on my background. I don't have any, I have, I don't have a criminal record. Right. So it should come back quick. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm not even thinking anything of it, man, honestly. Um, and then, and then, uh, the day before I called him again, oh no, the day before, uh, I can't remember which day I called him again. And was just like, bro, what's going on? You know, I'm ready to work. And he's just like, yeah, we're still waiting on HR for your background check, bro. I said, look, okay, well, let's let's just do this. I said, I got other stuff that I can do. Let's just go ahead and, and, and call it quits at this point. I'm just going to go my separate ways. You go your separate ways. It's already been, you know, mind you, this is on the 19th, the yeah. day before I get arrested. 
So we're talking about almost two weeks now. I'm like, I just, I can't keep sitting here waiting for you guys to give me this job. I've denied other jobs because I was hoping that you guys would give me a job. I right. Like, I got to stop. He's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm happy to know that you got other opportunities. So just, you know, if you decide you want to come back, let me know. Reach out to me. Cool. Okay. Next day, right? 730. The only thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something positive about the people that were here, the FBI agents, uh, the Pensacola Sheriff's Department, real great people. Okay. Yeah. They were nice enough to wait till my kids went to school. So mm-hmm. they 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 were checking out my house. I saw the pictures and all that stuff. They at least waited for my kids to go to school to come in and arrest me. Crazy part was they did come in with their guns drawn because they found out I was a veteran and were told that I may be kind of unhinged because I do have I, I've been diagnosed with PTSD. So. Okay. So they come in crazy like, and I'm like, bro, put the damn gun down. I'm coming in. You need me. Let's go talk. Yeah. So they, they take me in. I give them the information they need. And, you know, the entire time they're just like, I'm really sorry we have to do this to you. But see, the, the, the main FBI guy, he was quick to get me out of the house to his car. And the reason being is because as soon as I walk outside and I look to the left, guess who's across the street? Who? The new station that I was supposed to be working for. I had a feeling that was going to come back around. The damn news station that I was supposed to be working for was across my street. And filming local over. news? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm just like, these motherfuckers. Yeah. All I, right, I cool. feel like you got baited. And, and, mean, and it's, it's, it's crappy because if I would have known, if I would have known that I had any type of warrant for my arrest, I would have went in and talked to him. Right. I had nothing to hide. I told him, and that's what I was telling them. Like, Dude, you guys got all my stuff. Like, I'm just a patriotic guy. I'm nobody compared to the people that you guys. But the the problem was they got a different story of who I was from people from local people, people that were in my church. Wow. And then all of a sudden, because my name's out there, you have people bashing me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all sorts of places. Well, now I'm you're a victim of mob mentality. Yeah, exactly. So I do my thing. I talk to them. They arrest me. I do 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 my day. Come home. And, you know, at that point now I'm on restriction. Um, I get my next court date. When I go to my next court date, I pleaded not guilty. They dropped most of the restrictions. So originally my restriction was I was stuck in my in, in my district. I couldn't leave Florida or my district. Um, I had to check in, you know, the typical stuff. They took my weapons, all that kind of stuff. Um, so now I, my, I have a little bit more freedom. I don't have to. I check in every Monday. But. I don't have to request to go anywhere. I'm allowed to leave everywhere. There's only one place in the United States I'm not allowed to go. Can you guess where it is? DC. <laughs> exactly. I don't think you want to go back anywhere. I I'm done with DC. I, I don't. I said it'll be it'll be a cold day in hell before I go back to DC. Yeah. You know I mean, they're, they're changing everything up. I, you know, if I go back to DC, it's going to be when there's uh, a conservative Republican president back in the White House. I'm not going to go there anytime why this is going on but no absolutely um, not so I'm, I'm i'm good i'm good there but look to i had to get a lawyer and i got a lawyer quick and my lawyer's from texas so he's in texas so you know people i will say the lawyers in texas are lining up to defend patriots and people like you people like me like you know anyone who is willing to speak up for their rights and speak up for their country so but here's here's the kicker man so before i got deplatformed which I have an amazing governor because now I can sue. Uh, we love DeSantis. Instagram. Oh, I love DeSantis. That's why I hope he doesn't run. Honestly, I'm kind of being selfish because if he runs, he's going to save America, but then he's going to leave Florida 
And then who's going to step in? <laughs> There's not, I don't trust anybody at this point. DeSantis is a shit. Look, when your governor is talking to the president of the United States, who we don't care for, and the president says, you will address me by the president of the United States, and he says, you can go fuck yourself. I was just like, that's top dog right there. <laughs> like, it, it, he's, a, he's a veteran, too, though. Like, yep. he, he, he don't play that game. No. He knows. He, he, he knows. That's why I love him. He, he's one of the few people in politics who has put his life on the line because he loves this country, not because he's looking at a finance, his bank account getting fatter and the private jets he can fly on and, and the right. life he can give his family. He truly cares about his citizens and this country. So yep. he's doing he amazing does. things in Florida. Yeah, but but if he does, if he does run for vice president, president, he's definitely got my vote. Oh, absolutely. He does, because I think if anybody else outside, because here's the thing, everybody was just like, Trump's the only person who can save America. No, he's not. No, he's not. Trump opened the eyes of Americans. That's what he did. He did a great job. He did. The reason why Trump was so well as, at doing his job is because he was a businessman. He wasn't a career politician. He couldn't be bought. Mm-hmm. But what people forget, Trump was a negotiator. Yep. One of the best negotiators in American history. The first person to get South Korea and North Korea to, to come in cahoots, you know what right. I'm saying? You know, he he, he fixed Israel. He, he made Israel the, the, the capital of that area and all that other stuff. He did everything. This, this is the first president in, in the in the history of presidents that have, has essentially kept 90% of his promises. Yes. He, actually he did everything delivered. in his power. He did everything in his power to to make those promises. And then people want to cry about, well, he, he didn't finish the wall. Well, he wasn't able to. Because they blocked it. But yeah, like you guys now complain about, about what he didn't do. Or right. Picking but now, back but up now yeah, exactly. Well, now they want to rebuild it. So, you know, um, going, going back to all that, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with the legal issues. I had I had 20,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. Right. I had I had the 5,000 that you can get, you can top off on, on, on Facebook, on my personal account. People uh-huh. just started following me. And I had about 25,000 people on my Facebook account on my other I did a I created another page so more people could follow me and, and I could share the stories. Right. And then on on on, on Twitter, I only had about like 100, 100 people maybe. So Twitter oh, was nobody rough. cares. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a lot better now on it than I was. But so when all that stuff happened, I got deplatformed, permanently banned. Like I, they never gave me anything. I just went to log in one day and it says your account's been permanently disabled. That was on January 9th, though. That was two days after, two three days after, right? So I'm trying to get my stuff back. It's not happening. I'm trying to log in, trying to create new accounts. They won't let me do it. My IP address was blocked. Wow. So I had to leave, go somewhere else, create a new account. I created my second account on Instagram. That's where my big following was. A lot of people started following me. I was about 10, I was about, I was probably about a weekend, 10,000 followers. I created a PayPal account to help support me with my, with my legal fees. I got $5,000 in four hours from the, from the wow. moment that I started. Right. Amazing. Yeah. But here's the kicker. PayPal permanently banned me from using their account and has that money sitting there. So these people, I had to reach out to all these people and let them know, look, PayPal's got your money. Go back and request it. And they're like, some of them thought that I was like stealing their money because they're like, well, we reached out to PayPal and people said, you have the money, you have to refund it. I said, I don't have access. Like I had to show a screenshot that says you've been permanently banned from PayPal. So now I have certain individuals who think that I'm just, you know, trying to, you know, score one on them. Right. But then at about 10,000, my account gets disabled again, banned again. Wow. My like, damn, man. So at that point, I created my, my third account, which is my Chicano 3.0 now, uh-huh. which has been doing good. But I've been really watching what I'm putting out there. But again, I have loyal followers and people who are just amazing have helped me. Uh, I, family members have too. 
but the amount of people that have helped me out to make sure that I'm able to get my lawyer as a retainer has been a pure blessing. Yeah. Uh, and I can't, I can't thank them enough. You know I mean? I, I, and I try, I don't know how else to thank them. Um, you know, I tell them all the time, I'm constantly doing what I can to get it out there and people are still helping me out because yeah. what, what a lot of people don't understand. I, I don't really talk about it too much was, uh, during Hurricane Sally, we were affected by Hurricane Sally. Our house yeah. got beat up pretty bad. Okay, and you guys are in that area. We didn't. We didn't get any help for Hurricane Sally. FEMA didn't help us because it's not in our name. We're renters, uh, but we're renters of my wife's mom's house. Okay. Um. So we just weren't able to get any help, right? So we're spending our savings to try to fix everything we can. We still have a portion of the house that's cracked. So whenever it rains really bad, it the entire middle of the house leaks. Okay. Like there's all sorts of stuff, broken windows, you name it, things that we just can't get fixed. Right. Right. So we we're, we're done dealing with that. And then all this stuff happens with January 6th. Mind you, my only, my only job source is, is being a camera operator, photography and videography. And now so you when they, work. Well, I can now, and I'll get to that in a second, but they okay. took all my gear. They came on the 20th. They took everything, my computer, my cameras, my phones, my son's phone, which was ridiculous because it was out tablets, you name it. They took everything. So I had my, my livelihood at that point was, was depleted. Right. So everyone realized that that's why I got a lot of help from a lot of people. That's why gateway pundit actually uh, put my story out there and Stu Peters out of anybody. Again, we've talked earlier about how there's a lot of conservative influencers who, who talk the talk, but won't walk the walk. And mm -hmm. Stu Peters, Stu Peters, if you get a chance to follow him or shout him out, Stu Peters is the man. He is one of the only conservatives out there that is telling everybody's story. If you throw your story at him, he will do his best to get it out there and get you on the air. Stu Peters is one of the reasons why the rest of my money came in <laughs> in a couple hours. So that man's dope. Like he he he's doing he does this kind of stuff, podcasts and whatnot. But he's he's getting people on his show talking about all the stuff that nobody else wants to talk about. Right. So um, you know, it's it's been amazing. It's been tough. The first yeah. two months were rough. First yeah. two months were rough. You know, the phone calls, the freaking the the news constantly harassing us, the death threats, you name it, all Ugh. the stupid stuff that's going on. So uh, trying to get my wife, you know, fired from her job. I was going to ask just about that. She was there. Um, it, it didn't work, you know, and some people hated that. And they tried to make the place that she works for look bad. Still didn't work, you know. But again, we're in a predominantly conservative Republican. We're in a red county. You are in so a red county. Yeah, we're, we're, we're OK. We're OK. But the fact Most of the panhandle is. Yeah, exactly. And um, so we, 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 we've been collecting money. We have money saved up because, again, mm -hmm. the retainer was high. Yeah. And the hourly rate is high. Yeah. So we're just like, you know, anytime I, I go to my court hearings, I just hear the money just going away. And I'm like, oh, yeah. just hurry this up every, you know. But um, we had somebody who reached out to us and said, hey, I know your gear has gone. Um, I want to buy you at least a new camera. What kind of camera? And they donated the specific amount that we needed to make sure that we had the camera. Um, great lady. Love her for it. Um, she's amazing. She she sees me as she wants me to run. She's like, when you run, I need to know so I can be there to help you out kind of thing. But uh, she she helped us out. And, and it, it was definitely, again, another blessing in disguise because I was at a point where I was just like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't find work. Nobody wants me. They feel that I'm, I am now a, um, what's the word? A liability to work right. because of who I am. So I'm just like, I, if I can't do anything in the film industry, I got to find normal work and I'm not good with normal work. I'm not good with the nine to five kind of stuff, but I was just like, I, 
at a point where I got to find something. So I was getting pretty bummed out. And then, and then I got COVID. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so that happened. But uh, as soon as I was off COVID, I got the camera and got my first uh, modeling session, um, which was great. It went amazing because the lady I worked with, she's, she's not a professional model, but she wants to be. Yeah. And now, you know, we're trying to build a portfolio together. So I got back behind the camera, just started doing my thing. And now I'm getting, you know, people are hitting me up like, hey, can you come do a photo session for us? So it's getting back to where it needs to be. And right now for photography is great because I can actually, you know, take my pictures and edit them from my phone. Yeah. And I don't have a computer right now. So that's the thing. So I can't do any type of videos because uh, I don't have the storage for videos whatnot. But I can definitely do what I need to from my phone to my camera. So uh, that that's going good for us. Uh, we're working that again. And, you know, things are getting back to normal. But every time, you know, I get an email from my lawyer or something, I kind of just like, oh, what's this going to be? Yeah, um, it takes it back. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, and, and then we get some jabs here and there from people that are just idiots. That yeah. They won't they won't say nothing to me. They'll, they'll go on my wife's post and talk crap. Oh, um, yeah. You know, Can I ask you if your kids have been targeted by adults or maybe in their own age group? Nope. Good. No. Okay. So my Good. kids go to a private a private Christian school. Uh, it's actually where my wife works. Okay. My wife grew up in this church and the Christian school. Okay. So she knows everybody. It's they're like family, literally. Yeah. All the they know you and they know y'all's hearts. They know exactly who we are. So um, the great thing is I was really, my kids have no idea. Really? No idea what happened. They have no idea that I was arrested. They have no idea that I'm facing charges. They know wow. nothing about it. And eventually when they're older, I'll talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a reason to right now. And nobody else has done anything. You know, they're able to, to go on with life without knowing things are anything's wrong. Yeah. So I'd, I'd much rather have it that way. Um, but I'm sure um, I do have two older daughters, though, mm-hmm. from a previous marriage who, okay. as soon as it happened, they found out immediately. Uh, How has that been? They, they laughed about it. They laughed <laughs> about it. I said, hey, your dad's famous now. They're like, you always yeah. been famous. You've always Aww. been famous, dad. I was like, you guys are cool. I said, well, do me a favor. Read the post. It's fine. Just don't believe everything you're reading. They're like, we don't. They, my kids know me, you know, they know I'm not this crazy, radical, you know, domestic terrorist. I'm, I'm the cool dad that loves everybody. And, you know, just, yeah. I'm all about hugging and high-fiving kind of, you know, so, um, yeah. I, I mean, it, like everybody else, we have bad sides, but my good side comes out way more, way more than anything else. You know, I, that's, um, coming back from past, you gotta get away from your past sometimes. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm really happy that, especially my two oldest daughters, they, they, they don't look at it as a negative thing at all. Um, you know, we talk on occasion, but it was that that worried me. I'm just like, man, you know, I'm already yeah. dealing with this, and not not to talk bad, but you know, I deal with stuff with not being able to see my kids. Right. Um, you know, the whole COVID pandemic was an excuse for them not to come. You know, I was just like, yeah. I had them every summer. I'd have them every Christmas break, but once COVID started, that was an excuse. It's been yeah. two years since I've seen my kids. Because the last, wow. the year before COVID was was their mom's year uh-huh. uh, to have them during the spring break. She wanted them, I said that's cool. Uh, but the year before that, I had them, and then COVID happened. I didn't get them, so it was just like all these excuses coming up. So I'm trying to get them again. It's not something I don't have to talk too much about that, but yeah, no, um, that's okay. We still we still maintain contact. My kids still love me. They don't see me in a negative light. 
uh, even though other people around them do see it as a negative thing. But they know their dad well enough to know the kind of person I am. So um, I'm glad the time that they've spent with me, they got to see the real me versus yeah. everything they've always been told kind of thing. So, you know, a lot of that, that's kind of the things I deal with, the battles I deal with uh, every day. But we're making it. We're good. We're happy. I, nothing's holding us down, like I said. Um, my mom's getting married this weekend, remarried finally this weekend. Oh my gosh, uh, so good things are happening. Good, a lot of good things are happening. A lot of good <laughs> things are happening. Like I said, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people finally reach out lately saying, hey, we need to tell your story. Uh, yeah. I, I started going to a different church for spiritual reasons. Like I just, I wasn't being spiritually fed the way I felt that I needed. So I was just like, I got to find another church yeah. for a while. And when I got there, um, one of the guys in one of my classes was a politician. I didn't know who he was, but he's a politician here in Pensacola. He's like, hey, I got this guy who wants to talk to you. He does these, uh, he's a, I can't remember the guy's name. He's like, but your story will get out and it's national. That's So I was just like, that'd be great because ultimately, and I keep trying to tell people this, it's not about me right now. Like I do appreciate the help and I want to be able to afford my lawyer. Um, (laughs) But the thing is, I I know how well I'm doing because I have a lawyer. And I know how horrible other people are doing because they don't or they have a crappy lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Republican Party and our leadership has completely just dropped the ball on these individuals who are being charged. And I'm not saying not everybody shouldn't be charged. There are people who did some stupid stuff that right. need to be held accountable. I, I agree. But people like me who literally were just documenting, there's at least 10 people I know that were there doing the same thing I did outside and inside. They're, uh-huh. same char- they're getting the same charges I'm getting. They weren't part of anything. They weren't chanting. They weren't doing stuff. These people I know. That shows you how weak like the, the Democratic Party is. They don't care. They don't give well, two shits about anybody. But it also shows you the fact that why isn't our why isn't our leadership helping out people like that? Why no, aren't people have, talking about it? They have completely forgotten that we are the same individuals mm-hmm. who have elected them into their positions exactly. of power. I'm a firm believer like we can't continue being the silent majority anymore. And so in all transparency, I went really back and forth about the entire event of January 6th because On the one hand, you know, as a conservative, I'm constantly being told that because I'm a Trump supporter and I'm white, I'm inherently racist and I could be, I can't be anything but. And then watching Black Lives Matter basically turn these criminals into martyrs and their Black Lives Matter activists and Antifa and ACAB are being deemed as heroic vigilantes of America and saving us. Meanwhile, businesses are burning and people are actually suffering at the at their hands. Yeah. And then watching this, I mean, I used to sit there and say, like, what, when are we going to show up? When are we going to start being loud? Yeah, when are we going to start demanding change? Isn't it crazy? Like the one thing, the one thing the Democratic, the one thing the Democratic Party did right is they took care of their voters. Yes, they did. As much as I hate that they did it, as much as I hate that they allowed the people that were voting for them or wanted them to vote for or wanted to vote for them, were doing these things around the world, around the United States, causing havoc, killing people, destroying businesses, the Democratic Party still said, we got you. Yeah. We'll take care of you. We'll literally set up a crowdfunding to get you guys yep. out of prison, out of jail. Yep. Immediately. Okay? Immediately. No charges, no nothing. A lot of people nothing. got no charges. They're not going through things that you and others are going no, through. For even the individuals at D.C., those individuals during the Kavanaugh hearing, you remember that? The individuals uh-huh. that came in, busted in, started doing all that stuff, they were arrested, they were charged, and they got all their charges dropped. All of them. Because the Democratic Party took care of them. Yeah. 
where are our leaders helping us out? At least the individuals that don't have too much. I'm not even asking for their help. I want them to help people. I want them to help the people that have elected them, put them into office. Yep. I reached out to my, and I'm going to say his name, Matt Gates. I reached really? out to Matt Gates here in, in, in Pensacola district. Mm-hmm. And they said they don't want nothing to do with my situation because those are legal matters. Well, explain to me why Matt Gates and his entire situation, they're sitting there dealing with the legal battles with President Trump. Right. You guys are jumping into it. I said, look, I don't, I'm not asking you guys for money. I'm not asking you guys to be my legal counsel. I'm asking for you guys to support me like I've supported you guys all of last year. Yeah. All I'm asking is that you guys tell our story and, and let everybody know, hey, we have individuals that we need to protect. We need to find out what's really going on. Let's find out. No, they didn't do crap. Like four different times I reached out to Gates. Four different times. I'm not getting past I'm not getting past the freaking um the emails. I'm not. And and to be honest with you, Matt Gates doesn't do a damn thing for Pensacola. No, he doesn't. I've he heard that a lot. He doesn't do anything. He's 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 a soy boy in my eyes. All he's doing <laughs> look, this guy, all he's doing is he's 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 trying to ride the coattail of President Trump and DeSantis. Yes. That's yep. all he's doing. So he'll say everything DeSantis says. And he'll say everything Trump says. And to me, it's for clout. That's all it is. He's not doing anything. And I said, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what? This, make, this, this makes me mad. I'm going to run against him. When this is all done, I'm going to run against him. Just playing around. And everyone's like, no, dude, you really should. You really should. Because at least at the local level, you have the support and you have people who know you mm-hmm. who... And it's going to turn into a sensation. I mean, I, I would hope for that. I mean, I feel like there's definitely potential for it. I mean, you are the epitome of what Trump supporters and conservatives have been screaming about or trying to be loud about for, for years. All of his entire presidency, we were talking about this, about how, you know, the rhinos, they're not doing their job. They're not protecting us. And and Donald Trump said it best. They're not after him. They're after, after us. us. Yeah. And, and these rhinos or Republicans are letting it happen. And what Gates and his team is failing to realize is that they can try to sit there and do the legal matters for Donald Trump. But without people like us, there is no reelection for Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. Take care of your people. So I'm sure you've thought of it. But I mean, DeSantis, he just... Um, did a pardon for a couple who wouldn't wear a mask. I don't know the full story, but I mean, he did a pardon for someone over that. I feel like the more that you can get your story out and utilize every opportunity you can to speak about your experience and what actually happened, the right people will start taking note. And I hope that the people- Slowly but surely it's happening. It is. You got to be patient and you got to, I try not to get on like a, you know- a soapbox and, and preach too much, but I really do think like it's all in God's timing and there's got to be a bigger plan here. So agree. Cause like I said, when I decided that spiritually I wasn't being fed the way I needed to, and I changed over things just immediately just changed. Yeah. But, and, 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 and I know you don't, I, I talk about it, but it, it's one of those things that people don't seem to understand. Like I was giving up on my Christianity. I was giving up on my faith. I really was. And it's I felt hard not to in that situation. Mm-hmm. I really was. And it wasn't one of those things. Like I'm just like, I'm just tired of being the good guy. I'm tired of doing everything at the moment. I was just like, I'm just tired of being the good guy and praying and, and doing everything and doing everything right. And all of a sudden this happens to me. You know, I was just being one of those people. I was being, yeah. ignorant. I was being ignorant. I was being blind. I wasn't listening. And then finally, you know, I listened. I was obedient, went to a new church to get spirit filled, loved it, enjoyed it, met the right people. And yeah. things are back. Things are immediately 
back where they were before before I started slowly moving away from the faith. So um, it's a good feeling. It's a great yeah. feeling. That's He's what keeps definitely us moving. putting the right people in front of you. Absolutely. So good. Absolutely. I'm excited for you. I'm hoping that I'm I'm confident and hopeful that things are going to turn out the way that they're supposed to and, and things will work out. Um, you know, I know you've got a family and it's getting late, so I don't want yeah. to keep you, but I really appreciate you doing this, especially last minute. And, you know, I definitely want to touch base with you if possible afterwards, keep me posted. Um, and I'll get all those links from you. I definitely want to see if we can get you more traffic and more help for you and your family and make sure you guys can keep up the good work. And absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'll let you know, uh, like I said, we, it's, Instagram, everything's easy. So um, I'll send you all that stuff. Anything that pops up, um, if I hear anything new, my case, I'll let you guys know. Uh, Just keep in touch. We have a mutual friend now. So I know. That's that's cool. Which is so funny because she was not always a conservative. Really? Yes. She she might be pissed that I told you that. But no, no, she uh, she got red pilled right before she got married. Ah, okay. I was like, ah, good job. uh, It cracked me up. She told me about her husband. She's like, he loves you. I was just like, does he want my autograph or something? Like, <laughs> she's like, no, he's, he's just, he's not a social media guy, but he, he, he really cares about what you're doing and everything else. So I was just like, that's really dope. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll, we'll keep fighting the fight and whatever, whatever happens and for you, keep doing this podcast, man. Uh, keep pushing it. It's only going to get better. I know, I know you said it's last minute, but as you're doing this, you'll start filling it out and, and realizing what you need to do, but do what's good for you, not everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And, and, don't be afraid of being unfiltered. That's that's what we need. We that need to get back point. to that. We need to get back to unfiltered Americans, just like your podcast is, because everybody is offended. Kind of stuff is killing me. Being, I, I think, being politically correct is killing this country. So, but <laughs> no, good. again, I really appreciate it, and um, I'll let you get back to your night. But thank you so much. Absolutely, I appreciate your time. All right, have a good one. Bye. Guys, I know that was a really long episode, but I appreciate your patience. I really felt like JD's story needed to be heard on as many platforms as humanly possible. So please be sure to share this episode, share his story with your friends and fellow patriots. Um, Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. We are dropping another episode sooner rather than later as more and more information is being released to the public regarding the events of January 6th. And I think the mainstream media and radical left is going to be really disappointed about where the chips fall. So subscribe, share, give us a a rating. I really appreciate all of your support and stay safe out there, guys.